Before we get started today, I would like to take this time to say thank you to Lone Star Arms and Ammo for helping support the Sounder Podcast and True Hog Hunters Tournament. Lone Star Arms and Ammo is located at 477 North Sunset Strip in Kennedy, Texas, and is open Tuesday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., as well as Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. With a wide range of guns to choose from, let the friendly and knowledgeable staff at Lone Star Arms help you make the right decision with your next purchase. Looking to sell a gun or are in need of a gunsmith, Lone Star Arms can help you with that too. And with their new Silencer Shot kiosk, buying and registering a suppressor has never been easier. You can call Lone Star Arms and Ammo at 830-299-5552 as well as check out their website at LoneStarArmsAmmoLLC.com for updates and news regarding products and services. Also, be sure to follow them on Facebook at Lone Star Arms and Ammo LLC. Thank you to Lone Star Arms for all that you do for the two-way community, as well as all the support you have shown us here at True Ballistics and the Sounder Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello again and welcome back to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the Wall and Hogs. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. Hope everybody's having a great week out there. As we begin our Memorial Day weekend, I am very excited. I am ready for a little break. I've been working on my boat for a while, and I think it's going to be ready in time for Memorial Day. I'm not going to put money on it because knowing my luck, I'm going to be working on it and or something's going to go wrong. But so far, so good. Been making a lot of progress. I'm ready to be back on the water. Um, but I will continue that conversation in the John Boat here in a bit. I want to announce our tournament leaderboard for the month of May as we are ramping it up. We are, we have less than we have less than a week left in this month's uh, tournament leader. Uh, excuse me, this month's tournament. Um, the True Hog Hunters uh, leaderboard right now we have in third place Squill Team Six with a total of ten. Second place TJ Cattle Company, total of thirteen, and first place. Punisher hunting with a total of 25. So pretty close race right there. And uh, Second and third, uh, a lot can happen in a few days. So uh, Punisher hunting, don't give up yet. You might want to build a, build up your lead because I think uh, this new guy, TJ Cattle Co., could uh, quite possibly catch a really quick. Um, my sources told me that he has got some really nice traps, and apparently they are working for him. Um, I think that they have access to some properties with a lot of pigs on it, so could very possibly see a lead change over the Memorial Day weekend. We will see um, how that plays out as we uh, next week when we we come back on, we'll be announcing who won. So stay tuned to that. Uh, jumping over to the Army Hog Hunters Tournament leaderboard, we have uh, third place Dog Twenty Sixteen with a total of four. Second place, Squeal Team 6, total of 10. And Punisher Hunting with a total of 25. So um, Punisher Hunting looks like if things continue going his way, he could easily win uh, both tournaments again this month. Um, That puts him right now for the year at 84, followed by Squeal Team 6 with 74. So still a pretty tight race right there. Um, We are about halfway through this year. 
looking like it's going to probably come down to the wire with these two. Uh, really interested to see what TJ Cattle Company could do if he can catch up uh, coming in as late as he did um, and possibly having a running at that Sons of Liberty Gunworks AR-15 that's going to be given away at the end of the year. But um, continue hunting. I, I'd be curious to hear from y'all on what's working right now this time of year. Uh, I know a lot of y'all guys are hunting all different kinds of ways, chasing with dogs, thermal night vision, all that. Um, let me know how it's going. Email me, charlie at the sounderpodcast.com. Um, give me a kind of a, a general area. Don't tell me the exact ranch or location, anything like that. General area where you're hunting county-wise. And, uh, you know, are you hunting Are you hunting farm fields? Are you hunting cattle ranches? Um, how does the rain affect you? Is, you know, just stuff like that. I want to know what's going on so we can give our listeners a better idea. If you're trapping, what, what, what's a bait that's working really good for you? Are you just running regular corn? What type of trap are you running? Um, I know some of these traps are really advanced. You know, what, what kind of cameras are you running on it? Uh, stuff like that. And let us just kind of – I want to hear from you as the hunter. Um, you know, I, I know this time of year typically – Starts to slow down for most guys. Uh, is that simply because the hog hunting slowing down for you just because it's hot? Are they leaving your property? Or are you just doing more fishing this time of year and not as much hunting? Um, like I said, email me, Charlie at the Sounder Podcast. I'd really like to hear from y'all hunters and uh, just see how that's going for you. But I know this is a a hog hunting podcast i know last week i kind of got off topic and, and started talking a little bit about the boat build i've been doing and i'm going to apologize ahead of time because i'm going to continue talking about that boat build um if you most of you who who have who know me know that three years ago um we had a boat stolen from us it was memorial day weekend and um we fished all weekend had a good time on the river that our land butts up to and uh, uh, ended up leaving the boat in the river, which shouldn't have done that, but left it in the river. It was tied up, and I, I was getting off of work, going down to the river in the afternoons and just taking it for a little drive and enjoying the, the, the evening. It was uh, kind of my little escape, uh, and, and I was really enjoying just running the, the boat solo. My brother had, had went back home after the, the Memorial Day weekend. Um, he had to go back to work and all that. So I, living on the property, was able to just get off work, drive out there, and take it for oh, half an hour to an hour drive um, and just run the motor because it had been sitting for a while. Uh, and on top of that, I didn't. I wanted to run most of that gas out of that gas tank. That gas was a little bit older, and uh, it was time, time to run it out. So I was in the process of doing that. Well, one evening... Uh, I had planned on going down there and taking the boat out of the river. Uh, ended up having to work late. Didn't get down there. Didn't get home until after dark. Decided I'd just get up really early and uh, get the boat out of the river. And I did. I got up at about, you know, 4.30 in the morning. Um, got the Polaris, uh, a couple toe straps and everything. And drove down to the river and found that there was a different boat in the spot where ours was tied up. It was um, a boat that I had recognized because I had seen it on the river while we were driving around on Memorial Day. There was a boat we saw uh, across the river from us up on the bank, uh, parked up in, underneath a tree, sitting on a trailer. Didn't think nothing of it. Um, continued on doing our thing. Well, I know where this boat came from. Uh, recognized it right off the bat. And uh, so called law enforcement out there. 
they came out and did a report. We, you know, filed the boat was stolen, gave them the VIN number and everything else. And, um, ended up going out there. And sure enough, I, I paddled my canoe up river to where that other boat was and found that it, it was, it was gone. So obviously I, it, it checked out that that was the boat that they had floated down from that piece of property. And then I could see the drag marks uh, along the riverbank where it looked like they uh, most likely tied a rope to it and hooked up to a truck or something like that and pulled it out of the river. So got in touch with the neighbor that owned that property. Um, I, I, I know them. I know that they are obviously not responsible for the stealing of the boat. But somebody had access to their property. Um, knew that the boat that was traded for that the boat they had to know that there was a boat on that property um to trespass on that land take steal that boat float it down to ours and steal ours and if they're actually smart um they wouldn't have stole the boat they would have just stole our motor because um the boat they stole didn't have a motor that's why they floated it down river to us um and that boat was actually in better shape than ours. Now, ours did have a little bit more to it, but had lights and uh, a bilge pump. That's about it. I mean, you're talking about, you know, a bilge pump costing. I mean, I think that bilge pump might have cost 40, 50 bucks. Um, you know, yes, they did get the battery with it. But, I mean, if they were smart, they probably would have just taken the motor and swapped it on there. Because the, the motor wasn't, I mean, it was just clamped down. There was no, no, uh, lock to or anything like that and my entire life you know very rarely do you see anybody on this river we, we fish the san antonio river very rarely do we see anybody um along the banks occasionally you might see another boater and i guess i just trusted people a little too much learned my lesson i won't do that again boat was stolen funny story is you know that boat's been gone for three years now going on three years this memorial day weekend and um not a day goes by. I wish I didn't have a boat. Well, I ended up, you know, getting my hands on one. I've been working on it for a long time. Um, actually, it sat in the shed for a long time. I didn't touch it for, I mean, almost three years. It wasn't until here recently I started working on it. And um, didn't have a motor for it. I, I had a 25-horsepower Evinrude, but it's way too much motor for that boat, way too much motor for the river. Um it just wasn't going to work out. So I needed to buy a new motor. I've been putting that off for a long time. I didn't know what kind of motor I wanted to go with. And um, just research, looking up videos, looking up testimonies, what people think about certain motors. You know, my, my initial thought was just save up and, and buy a small jet for it. Um, and I quickly changed my mind on that once I started researching the price on those things. Um, they are not cheap. And at the end of the day, they really, because it is a jet, doesn't have all that much power. And on top of that, they're very heavy. This is a 14-foot riveted boat that I'm talking about building here. So it's not a whole lot of boat. And they don't make a whole lot of jet motors that small. So um, the ones they do, they're pretty proud of. And you can easily spend upwards like $7,000 or so for them. So kind of decide that's probably not the route I'm going to go just for this little John boat. Um and I started to look at some of the mud motor builds um, where a lot of guys take like a Honda engine or a Predator engine, something that like is a motor for like a compressor, like a little gas engine um, ranging from like 8 to 28 horsepower, somewhere in there, just really small engines. And then I started looking at the mud motor kits, which is basically what you see with the long shaft that comes out the back, kind of the tie style um, 
motor builds and and realized really quick that these things can run very shallow. That was my number one thing. I needed something that can run very shallow um, without doing some serious mods on the boat. You know, I, I didn't want to cut out and add a tunnel hole to the boat, um, anything like that. I, I, I don't mind doing a little patchwork on some holes and stuff, but I really didn't want to have to do that. Um, like I said, uh, maybe a, a welded, if it was a welded John boat, I would think about it. this thing's just a, a lightweight aluminum John boat. Um, I really didn't want to, I really didn't want to go that far with it. I just wanted to make it work. Um, on top of that, I wanted to keep this thing affordable. I didn't want to break the bank on a build. So ended up doing some research and I found these, this moan, the, the moan motor kits, um, I went with the Beaver Dam mud motor kit just because it seems to be built a lot tougher, um, very durable, and on top of that, it's got lots of grease fittings, um, so it should last a long time as long as you keep it greased. And then um, it's also got to where you could run a very small engine on it. Uh, this kit is uh, it was rated for everywhere from an 8-horsepower to a 28-horsepower. So at any point in time, like if I wanted to upgrade – my motor, um, I could do so without buying a whole nother kit. I went with a 18 horsepower uh, Duro Max engine. It's a little blue engine. Um, got some really good reviews. I'm very curious. It's a little electric start. That was a plus for me. Um, and most guys are running the Predator that are the Honda engines. Um, I just decided to go a little different route. This is a, a, a cheaper route. Um, not by a whole lot, but I did save a little bit of money. Uh, I really gave myself like a thousand dollar budget for this thing, and I think I came out to like a little over eleven hundred dollars total. So not bad. Uh, did go over budget a little bit, but that always happens with everything these days. Um, but I'm very excited to get this thing going. I've been working on it just about night and day. It seems like um, it's not anywhere close to being done as far as the build itself. Um, I got to still do paint, still got to build my front and, and back deck. It needs lights, it needs bilge pump, stuff like that. But as far as a running, floating boat, I think that we are going to have it at least doing that this weekend. Um, that's a it's a big deal. It's going to be a, a nice test run. Um, probably won't do any fishing out of it over the weekend. It's probably going to be like loading up an ice chest, taking the family out, and just seeing what she'll do on the river, kind of getting a handle on it. Obviously, first trip is going to be, you know, the maiden voyage of just me getting kind of the hang of it. I've been used to a tiller motor my entire life, so this is a completely different build. Obviously, it's going to handle differently. Um, there's going to probably need to be some adjustments made on where that motor sits on the transom, but <coughs> I've done a complete transom rebuild. Uh, like I said, I I dropped the old transom out. It was, uh, it was junk. It was... Uh, two pieces of plywood, weren't even glued together that were, I mean, not glued together, not, not screwed together. They weren't painted or sealed. It was just a, two pieces of plywood cut and put into this transom and then basically not not even bolted in well. Um, the, the top bolts that kind of uh, go through the channel of the, uh, of the transom, they weren't even... I mean, they just kind of skimmed the top of the board, so it wasn't really holding it in there. Didn't seem like it was all that strong, um, but I was able to get my hands on a 2x12, got it cut, got it painted, got the holes drilled in it, 
and uh, got it in this, uh, got everything bolted in. It's a lot stronger. I added a few bolts and uh, added a few more rivets that need to be added, and it's just a lot stronger. And then on top of that, I also put, I took the old transom, um, and I, I planed down one of the pieces of plywood a little bit, and then I cut it out. I think it's like 11 inch by 16 inch little rectangle I cut out and then I epoxied painted and bolted that to the transom as well on the back side to add extra support and then I also took my mounting bracket for the uh the mud motor kit the beaver dam mud motor kit I cannot say that the beaver dam mud motor kit I Modified it a little bit. I cut. It came with these uh, nuts welded to it that you can uh, you could screw in your bolts, and it kind of clamps onto the transom. But I wanted to ensure that this doesn't go anywhere, so I actually um, I cut the bolts off. I grind it down. I repainted the bracket, and I bolted it all the way through the transom um, to ensure that this thing ain't gonna go anywhere. So. Um, and it, 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 it added strength in and of itself, too, so it should be very strong. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any issue running this motor. Um, the, the boat itself is rated for a 25-horsepower, um, so this should be fine. The, the motor itself weighs about 77 to 78 pounds. That is empty. I don't think that's, with, that's not with oil. That's not with fuel. Um, so obviously it's going to be a little bit heavier once it's on the water. And then the kit weighs about the same, about 77 pounds as well. Um, but with this, you know, like I said, this mud motor comes on, you could really, you could really play with it. It's not like your typical outboard where it's just going to sit in one spot. Um, I can mount this to where it sits a little forward, maybe a little, uh, you know, you want it to kind of balance on that that uh, transom the best you can um, with that tail sticking out so far. So I'm really hoping that I can kind of play with it. And I think most of the weight is actually going to be kind of falling into the boat per se. So it shouldn't have a whole lot of, uh, there shouldn't be a whole lot of weight ripping down on that transom. Um, that's going to just over time weaken it. I'm hoping this thing lasts quite a while i i think i went a little overkill on the build and i did that on purpose just so that i won't have to do it again uh and if i do ever have to do it again i hope it's way down the line and maybe i can just afford a whole new maybe a 16 or 17 foot um boat kind of upgrade once i get there so very excited to get back on the water um the last time that i've even been on the water i went out last father's day kayaking um just spend a little time on the water by myself, did a little bass fishing, um, had a really great day. But what was interesting about that trip was I, I saw quite a, a lot, a lot of hogs, a lot of deer. I saw two really nice bucks in velvet, which is I thought was unusual for how big at that time of year they were really big. They had a lot of velvet already, um, and that really got, got my blood flowing for deer season. And uh, I'd love to get back on the water just because you see so much of that. This is a very um, uninhabited river. It's not like you you drive around, there's houses on it. There's not a bunch of kayakers or tubers on it. There's not a bunch of people, you know, going up and down the ski boats. Uh, very rarely do you do you see anybody. And most of the time when you do, they're, they're bank fishermen or they're fishing off the bridge. You know, you very rarely see 
too many people on this river. In fact, you know, more times than not, you're going to go out there and be all alone. So that, it's it's fun. It, it's nice to to have um, that in my backyard. Um, it's a way to go out and just kind of get away from people. And, and I'm looking forward to do that. Now that I'm a I'm a father and I have kids and I have a wife, I'm looking forward to introducing them to the river. You know, I grew up on the river with my dad. My dad was, you know, he was really good about taking us as a family out on the water, you know, growing up, we had a ski boat, we go to the lake, you know, he got rid of that. We got the John boat. We started fishing a lot more on the river, start hitting other rivers too, going camping and, and other campsites and, and going to lakes and stuff like that. Um, just always kind of going on a new adventure. And I'm really excited to introduce my family to that now. Um, but it's been, it's been three years coming and uh, I never would have thought that by this Memorial day, I'd be this close to having it done but uh, yeah, we're we're in the final stages. I'm hoping tonight to maybe get this thing going, get it all thrown together, and uh, be back on the water and see what happens. I, I'm a avid alligator gar fisherman. I know a lot of people look at them as trash fish. Um, I love to go out there and try to catch them on rod and reel. This river is full of them. It's nice to go out and and have the ability, you know, just be uh, surrounded by you know six. Six footers. I, I haven't caught a seven foot yet. I got some friends that are in the seven foot club, but uh, I'm not there yet. I, I sure would like to catch one on rod and reel. Um, on top of that, you know, getting this boat going. One of the things I do want to start doing is bow fishing, and and really for that, I just want to go out and shoot carp, and and that's just kind of a conservation thing. There's a lot of carp in this river. I think it, it would do the river some good to maybe eradicate some, get them out. On top of that. Uh, carp is also really good bait for gar, so it would be kind of a win-win to go out, shoot one or two carp, and uh, be able to cut that up for cut bait. So very excited about that. That's coming up. Um, and then just, just to be back on the water, uh, bass fishing is is a little hobby of mine. I don't take anything, you know, too serious. I'm not a, I'm not a tournament fisherman, but it is very fun to go out. There's not anything close to like record large mouth in this river but um they are really aggressive something about about bass fishing in a river you know those fish don't have to be big to put up a good fight you uh you have the appropriate tackle and, and you're gonna have a good time and if you know how to fish a river it can be very difficult you know it's very stumpy very rocky uh, a lot of overhanging trees a lot of stuff to basically throw your lure in and get it hung up but if you uh you can cast decent and you know where to look. You're trying to find the breaks in the current. You can do really well. But, you know, I, I talked last week about, you know, the amount of damage that the wild hogs have been doing all along these riverbanks. And it's going to be really neat to go out and, and document a little bit of that, take the camera out, you know, just take photos and maybe maybe see, you know, how many hogs we can see. I think with this motor, we're going to be able to cover a lot more water than we ever have before. Um, it's going to be nice to go up river and, and see, you know, how many are possibly out there, and uh, I, I'm really excited about that. I think uh, the hog population just growing every year, and there's a really good chance that there's just a ton of them this time of year along that riverbed, uh, soaking up the shade, getting a good drink, and lots of food down there to eat. So, um, like I said, looking forward to it, and, and stay tuned. I know we went way off topic today. Not much really to talk about as far as in the hog hunting world right now with it kind of being – my time to go fishing so haven't been hunting here recently this last storm that came in blew over my deer blind 
Um, so that's another thing I'm going to do over the weekend, get the skid steer out with the forks, get all that fixed up before it gets any worse, and uh, see if maybe I need to buy new windows for it. I haven't gone and checked it out yet. I just drove by and saw that it was down. And I uh, need to fix that. The feeder looks like it's fine. All the other blinds seem to be fine. We did have some down limbs, so I'm going to need to go out just like I think most of y'all around you know, the tech around Texas probably went out with the chainsaw and had to trim trees and limbs and everything else. So we got it pretty good. I think we had gust up to like 60, you know, maybe 70 miles an hour. I know that night we woke up, that storm blew in. It was shaking the house and it got pretty, pretty wicked. Thank God though, we didn't get any hail. Um, and like I said, we got, we got a little bit of rain that we desperately needed. So river should be a little up too. That's, that's something. I have yet to go and, go and actually look at, but should have some water. I don't think it's going to be too bad. I think it'll be by the time Monday rolls around, Memorial Day, it should be down close to normal level, probably still a little brown, a little muddy, and that's fine. If we do happen to fish, it should be good fishing. But uh, it's going to be fun. If we don't get any more rain for a while, it will go down really quick. But I know they're talking, I think, on Monday, maybe Monday night, a little bit of rain. We'll see what happens. Um, but, no, that's a – about about it for the day. I just like I said, uh, everybody have a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, we got uh, stay tuned next week as we're going to be announcing our True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunter Tournament leaderboards. Uh, we're going to have winners for that, and then continue going out and hunting hogs. We got Lord knows there's not a shortage of those things, and uh, we're going to be giving away prizes. At the end of this month, and don't forget we're going to give away that Sons of Liberty Gunworks AR-15 at the end of the year for most hogs eradicated. It's not too late to get signed up. You can do so. www.trueballisticsllc.com forward slash tournaments. Earn your chance at winning yourself some prize just for going out and hunting hogs. I know I got off topic today. I just have to tell you about my boat. It's been three years since I've been on the water, and I'm absolutely excited about it. Um, I can't wait. So stay tuned to that. I'm going to hopefully get on the water day and tell you all about it. And uh, hopefully I'll see some hogs. But y'all have a good and safe Memorial Day weekend. And we'll see y'all next week. Thank y'all. We're out.